My name is Sam Ross. This is the brother at the bar on Instagram. This is for the guy with the hoodie and the Air Force Ones. I'm like, yo, this is like some cool shit. Guess what? That's when the conversation started to happen. This is Pastor Drink Podcast. It's the brother at the bar on Instagram, host of Pastor Drink Podcast. Today, tonight rather, I have John Brand, owner of Open Outcry. That's on 109th and 10934 Western. So that's like So Chicago. That's 10. That's one O. Put a Jim McMahon on there, slap a Walter Payton <laughs> on the back of that boy, and like you got open outcry. Thanks, John, for coming in. Hey, great to be here, Sam. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. I'm feeling. Thanks for great. having us, man. We're great to be. We're glad to be here. Thanks for coming. Um, I know you're running a brewery. I know you got a lot of things going on, and I, I personally thank you for taking time out coming down here because. This ain't the South Side, and I know you all about the South Side. That's right. <laughs> so so t- um, in front of us, we have Speculator. It's cream ale, y'all. Everybody knows about it. I've been getting phone calls about it, like, last half hour. Back, especially since I'm like, I got John on. Like, what's the beer? It's Speculator, yeah. man. Yeah. So why don't you tell me all about the brewery, how you get started? Yeah, one, yeah once again, thanks for... Um, Thanks for having us. Um, been listening to your shows. I really enjoy them. So thanks again. Thank you. Um, so like you said, Open Outcry. We're a brewery located in the, on the south side of Chicago. We're in the Beverly Morgan Park, Mount Greenwood neighborhood, the 19th Ward. We're at 109th and Western. So we're right in the heart of the, the business district down on the, on the southwest side of the city. Uh, we opened in July of 2017. So we're coming up on three years. Which is hard to believe, but it's been three years. It's been a good three years, fast three years, very fast, very fast. Um, we are a brew pub. We brew all our beer on premise. We sell all our beer on premise. We're not packaging or distributing. Uh, we have a tap room that seats about 115 people on the first floor, and we have a rooftop beer garden that seats another 80, 75 to 80. Uh, we specialize in wood fired pizza. We have a wood fired pizza oven in the kitchen. Uh, we have a chef that's very creative and innovative with pizza. Uh, so we're slinging pizzas and, and, uh, pouring beers and we've been doing, so, we've been doing that for the last three years. I've been looking at that margarita pizza for like two days. Very hard. That looks that's good. That margarita pizza from the looks of it looks amazing. It's good. Chef, chef Caesar, chef Caesar does some great things with pizza. He's got, uh, vegetarian options, gluten-free options, and he does some crazy stuff with pineapple and uh, arugula and all these crazy things. He does. It, it, you got to come down and check it out. We do other. We have other things on the menu as well. We do nice, nice burgers and sandwiches and wraps and salads. The salads are dope. Well, a lot of folks come in just for our salads too. Speaking of that wrap, that that chicken wrap, that Chef Caesar's work as well. It's good. It's good. Yeah, Chef's House Caesar. Buffalo sauce. It's good. Chef Caesar, you have a fan at Pass the Drink Podcast. <laughs> um, speculator. So you're on 109th and Western. Western Street. Western Street is very historic in the city of Chicago. Um, for all my listeners out of town, it is a dividing line. It has been a historical dividing line of white and black, rich and poor, 
the have and the have nots. Why Western Avenue, John? How much? How much? How long is this podcast? Until you get tired. Until I get until tired. We, until we finish this. This um, later. Well, my family's originally from the 19th Ward. Um, quick, quick background, right? I don't want to. I want to bore you or your listeners, but. Um, you know, I have roots there. Um, my mother, uh, born and raised in Roseland, and then in the late 60s during civil unrest then and white flight and blockbusting and all those things that were going on back then, uh, moved over west in the Beverly Morgan Park, Mount Greenwood neighborhood. My father's from the same area. Uh, I have So my family was from there. I loved the neighborhood. Um I like the people. Uh, I like the business community there. Uh, but then we moved out. In the 80s, when I was young, um, my folks decided to leave the city, and we moved down to the south suburbs. And I grew up uh, down in Frankfurt Square and uh, was a Lincoln Way High School guy. I went to Thornton. Yeah, okay. CTHS. Yeah. We, we, um, so I, I, I played basketball at Lincoln Way. I remember um, I was in there in the, in the mid to late 90s, so like Tyus Streets and uh, Napoleon Harris and the, the the Randall L brothers were playing ball there, right? They they were good. They were, Ant- those were some good teams. Antoine Randall L was my locker mate his freshman year. No kidding. I stick his little tail in the locker. <laughs> believe it. Or it's not. one of the fastest human beings I've ever seen in my life. But uh, they were good athletes. Those those were good teams. Uh, went away to school uh, after I graduated. Got you know did the job downtown, lived in the South Loop for about 12 years, met a woman, got married, started having kids. And when we decided that uh, we probably needed to get out of the South Loop and, and, and raise our kids, that the Beverly Morgan Park neighborhood was really the only only place we looked because that's, you know, I had roots there, she had roots there, and I loved the community. Um, so we moved there about seven, eight years ago. For the last for for the for the twelve years leading up to the opening of the brewery, I was a home brewer. I was I was brewing like maybe once twice a month for about twelve years in a in a high rise condo downtown, and then built a brewery in my basement when we moved into the neighborhood. And just loved the South Side, loved the story and the history of the South Side. It's complicated. It's it's at times madness, but it's really interesting. And I thought because I love this place, if I was going to spend all this money and take this risk and open up my own business. Um, I'm going to do it here. I'm going to give it a shot because because uh, it has been it was an opportunity. It's been underinvested and and um, um, not looked at is is a place where maybe good or smart dollars are invested. And I'm like the hell. I, I'm going to give it a shot anyway. We right? appreciate that. I live in the South Side. I live in Pullman, so I'm not very far from. You me. live in Pullman right now? No, I lived in. Pullman. Lived in Pullman. I yeah. live like two blocks away from Argus. Okay. So, I lived on like 111th Street. And they were 113th in front. Front, right on the tracks. Exactly. Best, best, best brewery tour in the in the Midwest, maybe except for New Glarus, but those were the best brewery tours. You got, a, you got a horse hanging out the side of the building. Yeah. Are you, so, I appreciate it coming back to the south side. Uh, you could have came and jumped in the south loop. West Loop, like everybody else, crowded up the north side. So that's what my podcast is about. It's about trying to get more diversity, more brothers at the bar. And if 
we live on the south side. Don't nobody want to go all the way up north, have beers, and then travel all the way back home, like, safely and secure. That, I think that's why, like, makes your brewery so organic is, like, your people can have a few and get back home. You don't Thankfully. have you don't have to go you don't have to go downtown anymore. We got a, we got a lot of great better beer places on the south side that you can go to. Us, Horse Thief, Blue Island Beer Company, Maple Tree Inn. Um, you got some some breweries opening up in the first ring of suburbs on the south side. Um, there's there's plenty of places to go and plenty of places to spend your money uh, down on the south side and. Um, uh, that's one of the that's one of the messages we've been putting out. We try to weave that into our social media uh, efforts and, and and try to promote the South Side and uh, make it clear to everybody that perhaps you know there, there's re- very real problems down on the South Side. Uh, but this narrative that has been broadcast nationally for a very long time um, isn't completely true. There's some great people. There's some great families. There's some great neighborhoods. Uh, down here, and I, I want people to know that again. Very real problems down here, or you know that I'm, I'm optimistic and hopeful that we can solve. But um, but but that narrative needs to change because it's not 100 percent true. There's there's a lot of good folks down there, and especially in the 19th ward, in terms of how this community has developed over the last couple decades. And how the Beverly Morgan Park neighborhood, especially started in the late 60s through organizations like the Beverly Area Planning Association that made an effort to try to fight things like white flight and integrate communities and uh, bring all these different folks together. It's worked in the 19th Ward, and uh, there's not enough people talking about that, I don't think. My mother told me a story, speaking of white flight, 1970, her and a girlfriend college wanted to get that first apartment my uh godmother spoke very very fluent very nice called the people up on the phone we're gonna rent rent to you she gets there she showed up yeah door closes what uh what what what, where was that at this is in um this is definitely Roseland. In the 70s, in Roseland. 1970. Yeah. 1970, or in college. So I thank you for, like, breaking that mold and not just talking about it and doing something about it. John and Open Outcry is a brewery and people that are actually taking action. There's a lot of people going to be calling people out. What you doing? How you doing it? Are you protesting? Are you not protesting? Are you protecting your brand? I met John in a room filled with a whole lot of craft beer people. And I'm sitting there next to the the guy I always talk about, Frank. Frank is stereotypical, stout, plaid shirt, gray beard, craft beer dude. I'm in a pair of number four cements. <laughs> hat backwards, swagged out. And I meet John, I say, uh, and I'm meeting all, and at this time, uh, we were at a sausage fest, right, John? Sausage fest, yeah. And it was all these it, breweries here. Yeah. And so, 
And everybody's like, hey. It was, it was Sausage Fest at Haymarket. The Haymarket Sausage Fest. The, the hay, yes, let's get there straight, yeah. everybody. The Haymarket Sausage Fest. I'm meeting everybody. Everybody's being authentic. Everybody's inviting me. So I meet John. He's like, yeah, Sam, come on down. I'm like, yeah, I ain't going to the north side. And he went off. Oh, no, that's not true. He not went true. off. He said, no, I'm the, I'm from the south side. My brewery is from the south side. You can come down. And, like, everybody's looking like, because, like, who's, like, this six-five white dude? Like, <laughs> and it's, like, and he's, like, getting into it with, like, maybe three black, like, one of three black dudes in the room. And it's, like, it was so, and that's how me and John met. And that's why I want him on the show. And that's why I'm sipping this speculator. What do you think? Everything everybody told me is true, but I don't feel so special, John. I heard there's all type of variants to this beer. We do. We do do fresh fruit variants on that on that specular. Let me tell you why we brew that beer. Uh, it was, well, first of all, I brewed that beer probably 40, 50 times as a home brewer because I knew that I wanted the cream ale to be a beer that um, that became a beer. Uh, one of the important beers in our brewery, especially uh, you got to also think back maybe seven, eight, nine years ago when I first started like thinking about opening up a brewery and putting pen to paper on a business plan. Uh, the South side of Chicago might've been a little bit behind the curb in the, in the craft beer movement. And there, and, and, and I'll go so far as to say that even on Western Avenue, there might've been a little resistance to craft beer. It was viewed as pretentious. Uh, it was viewed as, um, a north side thing to do, I guess, right? Yeah. And I wanted a beer that uh, was approachable and not pretentious and something that I could uh, trick people into drinking uh, that I knew were historically Miller Lite and Bud Light drinkers on Western Avenue and give them um, a, a way to uh, leg into in a craft beer. And that's what Speculator came, became for us. But the, the South Side has caught up in terms of beer drinking. It's not, I wouldn't consider it behind the curb. Oh, anymore, no, not at all. They're going all the way to 80, 183rd with it. Yeah. But this is very smooth, very sessionable. But it's just a fun, it's just an easy, fun beer to drink. You don't have to overthink it. You can, but it's still got enough, uh, it's still got enough interesting, complex flavors in it to still make it interesting. But, you know, you also don't have to overthink drinking that beer either. You just drink it and enjoy it. It's 4.8%. Grain bill is just basically two row. Uh, two row, two, two row. row. We use uh, we use breeze two row. We use flake maize. We put a, just a little carapils in it, not a lot, just a little carapils in it for a little body. Um, and then um, we use double O one to give it a little, get some of those fruity esters in it. We were brewing that as a home brewer. I was brewing that with uh, San Diego Super Use because it would dry that beer out. Soup like it would dry the fuck out of that beer, and you wouldn't really get any of those fruity esters. But Will Turner, our brewer, said, you know what? When he started, we were still using San Diego Super Yeast. But he's like, you know what? Let's switch to 001, bring a little bit more fruit ester to that thing. Maybe it makes it just a little bit more interesting. And I'm like, dude, you're the guy that's been brewing professionally for 30 years, so I'm going to defer to you. And that's what we've, we've been brewing it that way now for about a year. The more I'm getting into it, the more I appreciate a good recipe, the more I appreciate um, tinkering with a, a flagship, not, not – uh, not just getting over with it, just improving. One thing that, uh, back to John, 
and back to getting back to why I have him on and why I have him on today because everybody's talking about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and what and what I n- notice about John is his hiring process that's his action that is how he's changing he gives people opportunities not because I know your dad, not because you invested in me. John, tell us about your hiring process, and I'm going to let you do the honors of introducing my young man to my right. So uh, we, you know, this I'd answer this question differently a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, right? Uh, I probably wouldn't be as open, not open, open's not the right word about it, but um, I, I before I wouldn't really talk that much about how it was an objective in our business in opening the brewery on, in, down on the south side to create a space and a place where um, everybody from all corners of our neighborhood felt comfortable coming in, right? So our, our neighborhood also includes, you know, on the far east side of the neighborhood, predominantly African-American, towards the west side of the neighborhood, uh, which is Mount Greenwood and predominantly Caucasian and, and a lot of city workers, police and firefighters, right? And this, uh, something on Western Avenue that was a place where not only it didn't matter what you looked like or what, what part of the neighborhood you came from, you can go into and just enjoy great beer and great pizza, but also not like it, for that to happen organically and not to force the issue, right? Like you just made these like decisions to do certain things because it's the right thing to do, right? And that was, I mean, that was that was our objective. That was the way we we legged into it. So in terms of hiring, right? We, you know, we got we we have a, a fairly diverse staff, our, and our staff evolves as and changes as well because in this industry, obviously, turnover is kind of high. But um, and you display. Your diverse staff. It, it means a lot to roll through somebody's Instagram and see another black guy sitting at the bar, another black guy working at the bar, another black guy in a pair of boots, um, changing gaskets. So, it, it, but and 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 again, we've we've done that. We've we've included black and brown faces in our in our social media messaging just because we wanted to subtly signal that. The place was for everybody. I don't, you know, don't give a shit who you are, where you're from. Come in, have great pizza, have and have great beer. And we wanted to execute on that on Western Avenue, which is a really tricky place to do something like that. And I think we've been successful at it. Obviously, with everything going on, this 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 conversation is is different now, and uh, I feel good about like where we're at in this conversation. Right? Um, I feel good about you know, how we've handled ourselves up to this point in terms of doing it without broadcasting or pandering. I don't know if pandering is the right word. I'm struggling for the words. But uh, the people, to, are to go over, people are pandering. To go over the top and, and signal to the community that um, 
your black come in, your white come in. We haven't been doing that. We've just been subtly weaving that into our message without calling attention to it, hopefully, hoping that our spot became that place naturally and organically. And that is exactly what happened uh, in the last three years. But, uh, but now with what's happened and how the world's changed and how um, tense things are and uh, how charged everything is, uh, it's more confusing ever to try to deliver on that objective. And I'm struggling with it my, myself, right? I'll give you an example. Garrick and I had a conversation the other day. I wanted to just once again thank our community for supporting us through the pandemic and celebrate the fact that we opened on Friday, right? Right. And I also wanted to uh, acknowledge that our business is everything that we've just been talking about for the last 15 minutes. And I wanted to include, uh, you know, a picture of Garrick in the post. Um, but I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know if that's, is that, am I, am I exploiting Garrick by doing that? Am I, am I sending the wrong message? Am I, I just want to do what's right. And what I think, and I've been thinking about this for, you know, for nonstop for the last, I think what the right thing to do right now is just to keep doing what we've been doing and, and, and just, try to stay the course on what it is we're doing and just keep reaffirming to everybody that look, it's, it's tough right now. Um, I'm optimistic that perhaps this is an opportunity for some real change and some real evolution. Uh, but no matter what happens, our place on Western Avenue in a, in a, in a neighborhood that has a really complicated history with race is going to be open and, and available to everybody. And we're going to continue to pound that message. And, and I think that's the right call, I think. So does that answer the question, I think? That definitely yeah. answers the question because include Garrick in the picture because Garrick's a star on your social media already. <laughs> well, he is a handsome, he's a handsome fella, so he's easy, <laughs> he's easy to take pictures. So this, this is uh, so Garrick's mother's is uh, one of our hospitality uh you know, I don't think we have a formal title for you, but you're 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 definitely like our our host with the you're our hospitality yeah, I'm guy. A, I'm a hospitality guy. Yeah, and on, brand ambassador. You yeah, know. <laughs> and uh, you've been working for us for over a year now, oh, and yeah. um, uh, and 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 uh, people on your podcast can't see Garrick, but he's a black guy. <laughs> Garrick is what what uh when I asked you to come on the show and we agreed to come on the show john was so proud of garrett he was so proud of gary he was like john come on my show and we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about western we're gonna talk about what's going on and me and john was going to do this show two three months ago everybody we were gonna do this show two three months ago times just got so fucked up that we just had to bring it like right away and, I and then i think we were gonna do it on june 1st right wasn't weren't we gonna do it two weeks ago on Monday, and we had to we had to punt it yeah. because of the riots. I yeah. think, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but does but when we came when I first met you and you told and we got into that whole I'm from the South Side, bro <laughs> discussion, and we I always wanted to have this discussion about Western Avenue. I I worked on Western Avenue. My dad took us to eat the colas on Western Avenue. Still open, still doing well. You know, God bless him. I get man. God bless the colors. <laughs> Garrick Smothers. Yes. 
John is so proud of you. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> he, uh, he tells me you bring a plethora of life experiences to his brewery, and he appreciates them. Tell me about what, what you were doing before you were a hospitality superstar. <laughs> um, what I was doing before, and I'm still doing it, um, I was a full-time artist. And um, also, I, let me backtrack a little bit more. I ran a, my family's business for a while after my mom passed away. And at that time, I had uh, it was more of a corporate gig. So I was running a um, healthcare staffing agency. We primarily focused on uh, medical coding services. And um, it was not something that was part of my plan in life. Um, this just life happens. And I was given some authority while my mother was sick in the hospital. Um, and that became more and more evident that I'm going to end up being in this role. I started being in more of a leadership role. Prior to that, I was just I was a marketing director there. When she passed away unexpectedly, I just ended up becoming the CEO of this company. I had 80 employees, um, just built out a 7,000 square foot space. I designed the space. I was a project manager for dealing with all the vendors and getting that, that, that built. Anyway, it was probably one of the most life-changing experiences I've had in my life. I can imagine. And I was miserable. <laughs> you know, I had, um, financially I was fine, but it wasn't my passion. I liked being in, a, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an environment where I was meeting new people all the time. And I was able to accomplish that with my artwork. Now, things were going on in the economy that made art um, not as stable. So um, I, I was, I'm successful with my art. I have an agent. But how I ended up at Open Outcry, I come from more of a wine enthusiast background. You sound like a wine guy. What does that mean? But anyway. <laughs> you sound so smooth. So He's still, I, he'll still pour himself a glass right, of wine right, after right. his show. Oh, okay, thanks, John. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, he's, he drink, you drink beer, dude, but <laughs> I mean, he'll still pour himself a nice glass of red. <laughs> thanks for yeah. having my back, John. So I was, I'm, I'm, I would always pass open outcry shortly after I moved into the, the neighborhood, into the Beverly area. And I was just curious about it. I've been hearing some chatter that it was a real cool spot. And, um, just made it a point to go in there one day. You hear the rumblings, don't you? You see the you see them talk about like the cool stuff and have cool hats and well, stuff I've heard, like that. And you like, man, I want to go in there. Yeah, too. I just wanted to check it out. <laughs> and so I would, you know, this place was kind of unusual in the sense we got this huge garage door that opens up to Western Avenue, and it just looked so inviting. It looked like just a big open door, like anyone could come in. So I, I'm a cyclist, so I. I I go in there at the time. We didn't have, um, we did not have bike racks out front. We do now. And you are but, a <laughs> avid bike rider. For as sure. He has his bike riding shirt <laughs> and his gloves on. Yes. So um, I go inside, and Dan Joyce, who's now a manager, he he's was one of our. Yeah, he's our man. One of our managers. He now. was bartending at the time, though, and um, you know, welcomed me in. And immediately, I knew nothing about craft beer. Um, I love my spirits, but I just wasn't into into beer. So I was, I didn't feel so much intimidated, but I needed to, I let the bartender know, look, this is my first time experiencing this. And he was so welcoming and so helpful. He's like, hey man, you can just bring your bike inside and just park it like right here. That's so my nice. bike continues to be there to this day. That's, <laughs> That's where nice. I park my spot, even though we have bike racks now. <laughs> it's just like a traditional thing. And um, I immediately 
what we're drinking now, the speculator was the first drink I had. And I knew nothing about the ounces or anything. He said, we've got three sizes, and the largest one was a 25 ounce. I said, well, I'll have that. (laughs) (laughs) So it was delicious. It still is delicious. And um, ever since then, I started going there like almost every day as a customer. And then before you knew it, I was just like, man, I would love, I just love this environment. I wouldn't mind working here. So I kind of casually mentioned it to John in passing because we've met since I've been going there. We live in the same neighborhood. We would bump into each other like at a coffee shop or something occasionally. And John was like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool. And so I, then I sent him an email. I was like, look, I'm serious. I really want to work <laughs> <Right>. there. <laughs> and he was like, well, come in on such and such day. You got to say like, it with your chest sometimes. Right, right, right. He's like, well, come in and we'll, we'll talk and let's see what happens. I go in for an interview and we'd had so many interactions prior to that. It was almost like less than two minutes. And he was just like, well, I feel like I already know you. If it doesn't work out, I'm just going to fire you. So I was like, cool. <laughs> I don't know if I, that's not it how was, I remember it. It was something like that. Yeah. Something along those lines. And that I have been like so excited about working there. Like just talking about it. Um, I look forward to every shift. I've never regretted it. It's hard work. It's physical work. Um, not only do I host there, I serve there. Um, I do, I do hosting is probably my, my lane. Okay. I love interacting with the customers, with our guests. I like to call them. Um, I love the fact that we're a family friendly place. Um, that whole neighborhood is yeah. so family friendly. Absolutely. But some places more so than others. I mean, this is not a late night like bar type of scene. We close at 11 PM, which is a relative. Yeah. We early. call last call about 10, 15, yeah. 10, 30 sometimes. Okay. Which is wonderful. We're open seven days a week. Um, community style atmosphere in our tap room. We've got the rooftop, which has been a great um, success for people who like that elevated outdoor experience. And it's just nothing but pure joy for me when I go in there. And I love putting people in a a great mood, a great atmosphere. We've got games for families. Um, There's also a bar as well. And it's it's just a, a nice environment to work, to play. Even when I'm off the clock, I hang out, I stay. Um, I'm pretty much there like all the time. And I just, I just love what, 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 uh, what's been created for that neighborhood, particularly because we do have, there is historically, some of the bars on, on Western Avenue historically have just been known to, to have a you know, race as an issue. They do. Yeah. And um, I like the fact that that neighborhood, we talk about it. You know, and it's not perfect, um, but it's definitely on the minds of people. When I moved into to that neighborhood, I felt a, that strong sense of community. I went to Brother Rice High School, so that was my my calling card. When you I, went to Brother Rice, uh, yeah. So, but I didn't I didn't come from that neighborhood. I lived a little bit further east. My dad had a couple of businesses in the Pullman area um, and barbershops. shops, but I grew up on the south side, very sort of sheltered my parents were really good about keeping me like close to home i was always around family and um being in this position to move back south after college and everything uh, i lived up north for a little while it just felt like home you know despite its problems and it's not all negative um even the racial conversations are not all negative it's just a a, something that's kind of top of mind I worked at the Ace Hardware on Western. Okay. So that's one thing that people do in that neighborhood do. They do address there was a problem. Uh, It's just as open as 
Brother Rice versus St. Rita. It's like, oh, yeah. like, it's the two people, the two demographics that are very important right now in this country. Right now, you have the police and you have black people. And then in that neighborhood, you have very well-to-do, educated black people. Mm-hmm. And what Open Outcry has done has been able to put these two people together have a seat, have a beer, and that beautiful ass courtyard uh, outdoor seating with those bright yellow seats, and you got Garrick branding stuff, and you got Garrick painting stuff, and you got Garrick all over the social media. I was like, yeah, put Garrick on the social the. The diversity pan, uh, post. He's all he's over everything already. You probably got more pictures in the damn truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's not something that was um, put upon me to do. That was self. I just did it on my own. I just enjoy the place, and um, I want to. I, I bring people in there from other places. You know, I work at another restaurant, and I also tell people about open outcry when I'm there. I was just like, hey, if you want another spot that's really nice in the neighborhood, check this spot. Let's give a, give, give a shout out to that restaurant because yeah, they're, they're good friends of ours. Yeah, Unidad. That's in Evergreen Park on 95th Street near Kedzie. I also, if, while we're going, like, I also put, like I say, you're the, you're the first person that I had that's not a brewer. Right. Not a, not a brew pub owner, not a sales guy. You're the, you're the person... They may they're not gonna see John every day. Right. They're gonna see you every day. And you rep the brand. They, yes. they know they're gonna see you every day. They're not gonna see the brewer. Like most brewers, they they brew their beer and they go home. They're like introverted people. Yeah. They're not outgoing. And I thank you, man, because you're important. You run you're the first place person they see when they walk into the tap room. You're the last person they're going to see when they leave. Yes. Yeah. So just know that the server, the host, the hospitality superstar is so <laughs> important. Uh, I don't know about you, but I switch beers. I'm onto this New England Hell L. That's 5.5. Yeah, 5.3. 5.3 that you can get down at. 109th, 109. Put a Walter Payton on the back of that boy. 34. <laughs> and you at open outcry with the bright yellow seats. And you got Garrick and you got Jason. And you got, I was fans of these people. Like, I follow Brewers. I follow Hobbs. I follow, I was following you guys because I saw another black dude on a craft beer thing and guess what he was doing something he was enjoying his job he's smiling and he must be important or something because he's all over the social media well we try i've tried to uh profile all our employees um because we have a great team and everybody garrick had mentioned it earlier it's not an easy place to work because we do we do push people because we want to provide the best guest experience that we possibly can. There's a lot of places folks can go spend their money 
and we want them to come spend it at our place because they know they're going to get good food and good beer. But that service piece is something that we're, we take really seriously. And to provide good service takes a lot of work, a lot of discipline, and a lot of accountability with your staff. And um, holding people accountable and pushing people is taxing. But our, the folks that we have working for us uh, buy into it, and they bust their ass. And, and I think over the year, since we've been open, we've tried to make incremental improvements to our service, and it keeps happening. And for that reason because our staff is dedicated to the brand and they do the things that I ask them to do. And I, and I hope they do it because they see me doing the same thing. I want to put those folks out there. So I try to like go around the horn with our entire staff and weave them into the social media one, because just to recognize them. And two, I want our community to know who our staff is. So when they come in, they know that Garrick is Garrick because they've seen pictures of him, And I, We'll put the name in there, or our bartender Dan, or our bartender Taylor, or Jay Sean, or whoever. Right? I want them to know who it is that's working really hard to try to provide the best guest experience possible. So it's been a priority for for us to put everybody in our social media and, and highlight and profile our employees. So uh, it, it, we've we've done that since the beginning. I want our community to know us and know us by name, and it's worked because everyone comes in, our community comes in, and they know all our staff by name, which I don't think happens in a lot of places. And I'm, and I'm proud of that too. I definitely got that down on my notes. It's like, you guys guess, um, you were so passionate when we spoke pregame about, about the people you serve and what they mean to you. And, and you kind of checked me. You said, Hey, if I'm going to do this podcast, you make sure that my boss looks like the person he is. And it's like, you make sure that his diversity and his genuineness comes in. And like, and most people ain't doing that. So like, the everything that I hear from John, mm-hmm. I hear exactly from you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. open outcry, everybody. The diversity is real. Beer is real. It's nice and sessionable. Get some speculator. Definitely grab it when them variance is out. I heard that peach is off the chain. Yeah, the peach was the peach sold quick. Yeah, I heard that's the I heard that peach, that pineapple, that watermelon. I've been hearing great things. Um, we got a brown ale here as well, but we're getting down to my favorite part of the show. The truck. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm sorry, y'all. Going on. For the open outcry regulars that are listening, you know all about the truck. But for those that are new to open outcry, check out their social media. Gonna see it just like John said. It's has all their staff on it. It's all staff every day. It's somebody new every day, like he says. And what they're they're doing something different in the place every day. But the star of the show, in my opinion. <laughs> In my opinion, it's the Ford. <laughs> Please tell me about the Ford. What's the Ford's name? Man? All right, so it's called it's called the Grain. We call it the Grain Scraper. The, the Grain Scraper beer truck. Our logo looks like you know. If you look at our logo, it was um, it was designed by um, 
my college roommate, Pete Alwyn, very talented, talented graphic designer, and I wanted, I wanted a logo that represented Chicago and beer. So if you look at it one way, it's the, uh, the Sears Tower. And if you look at it another way, it's, a, it's, it's a, the, the top of a head of, of wheat. Some, some may say it looks like a head of barley. But um, it's called the Grain Scraper. So the, we call the truck the Grain Scraper beer truck. What year? It's a 93 Ford F-150. Uh, it's a, um, uh, a five-speed stick. And the first time I saw the truck, it was not in very good shape. But I drove a 1992 Ford Ranger in high school five-speed stick. And I had... How tall are you? 6'5". <laughs> uh, I'm 6'1". I had a Ranger, and that shit was terrible. <laughs> It was it was a tight squeeze for sure, um, but that '92 Ford Ranger, I remember going on a lot of dates with my high school girlfriend in that '92 Ford Ranger. When I saw the '93 F-150 with the same dashboard and the same radio and the same stick and the same uh, everything, I fell in love with it. And I thought about my high school girlfriend for a few minutes. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm I, I said I got to buy this truck. <laughs> I po- apologize to my wife, Elise, if she's just, listening to this. I was but. just about to say that. Uh, I'm thinking when I had my when I had my Ranger, I worked in the 19th Ward. What year was it? What year was the Ranger? I don't even. I want to. I don't even want to lie. But and going up those damn hills. So I lived on 111th over there by Argus, and I worked at uh, Ace Hardware. So I would go back behind Julian and then going up that hill. Right over on 103rd. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think in I In the burnt, winter? It's scary in the winter. I think I burnt the clutch just trying to like stay. Yeah, you got to get a running start and then cruise up it. Don't hit that gas hitting the hill. Just get get some speed, get some momentum behind you and just cru- cruise up the hill. The great, I, I also uh, I also had the same truck. Mine wasn't. Mine wasn't a five speed, so I'm all man. The the grainscaper is well. It's become a nice symbol and in a in a in a, a um a nice use of branding for our, our brewery. We do um. I, it's a working truck. I drive. It's my only vehicle. I don't have a car. Um, in fact, it's the my wife had a car, but I never really had one. I had one. Last car I had purchased was, I think, in two thousand and one. So it was the first truck I had, bought, or first car I had bought in a long time, and it's my truck. I mean, I use it when I'm not working. It's what I drive. Um, I pick up grain with it. I go to, I mean, I'll roll up in um, in weddings with it. I don't care. Like I'll valet the damn thing. I don't. It doesn't matter. But uh, I use it every day. When I bought it, I paid seven hundred fifty dollars for the thing. Get out of here. Seven fifty, but it didn't really run that well. So I probably between the paint job and all the work I put into it, I probably got about five or six grand into it. But uh, I love the truck, and I'll drive this thing forever. And when I bought it, listen to this: when I bought it, somebody had spray painted on the side of it PB and J in real big letters. <laughs> it's so I drove that thing for a year, and it said PB and J on the side of it before I got the paint job on it. It's kind of funny since we're talking trucks. I bought a pickup truck. I bought a Ford Ranger last year, and I didn't drive it, so I sold it within like a month (laughs) because I bike ride everywhere, but I live so close to where I work. You know, I was just like, I don't even need this truck. But anyway, I love that truck too. It served me. If you ever want to unload it, I'm your guy. (laughs) 
It's it's served the brewery well. It's become a symbol. Everything. So you was driving around Easter. In the bunny rabbits. Oh yeah, in the yeah. That was that, that. actually was a very moving experience. Honestly, I, I was um, reading a post. I was yeah. seeing people like crying, and the kids was like loving you. Well, they love you already, but that's back to the nineteenth ward. Back to what you guys mean to the community. What Garrick means to the community. What John has brought to the community. What he's bringing to the community, which is. Two, two to four groups of people drinking beer, having conversations together. Like I worked and um and lived in that neighborhood. I know how hard this is to like. You might have like two white guys, but one went to St. Rita and one went to Brother Rice, and they may just be having beef against each other. <laughs> you know, like I know how the Catholic League is, bro. Like for real. <laughs> but that's what John has brought. That and yo, everybody's gonna be talking about back to what you're doing, how you're doing it, what's your action. John is bringing jobs to communities, to people that are just as passionate about bringing great beer, great experience, great serving, bringing great hosts like Garrick Smothers to the neighborhood. He is and. I love the grain scraper. Um, he has one of the best nationally ranked outdoor drinking facilities. Is that a- uh, nationally ranked? I I no. Uh, think I, I I'd love I'd love it to be nationally ranked, but no. Eater Eater Chicago has mentioned us a few times and given us some recognition for uh, for our rooftop. Uh, 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 but I, I I think we made the top fifteen. In, the, in, the, in Chicago, Chicago, yeah, sure. he's being yeah. modest. He's being modest. I mean, it's, it's if you wonderful. make the top, if you make top fifteen in Chicago, yeah, it's a fun space for sure. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, I man, I was mad because he was putting together like the outdoor, like the winter globe thing. Oh yeah, yeah. See the, the domes, the dome, <laughs> the dome on Western. That's been a lot of fun too. So in the winter, we uh, will put heated. Uh, heated structures on the rooftop, and uh, we could, we so we've been using it. We've been using it year round. I want to thank you guys once again. I was promised a ride in the grain scraper. <laughs> um, I don't have my bike with me. Garrett promised me he was going to look out for me on the bike. <laughs> you know, so like open outcry people to all. I don't even going to your hospitality superstar calls you guests so to all my open outcry guests that are here you can really tell i'm organic i'm a fan of the truck i'm a fan of the place i want to go sit in those big ass yellow seats and have a beer i want to drink this brown ale i want to drink every variant of speculator so thanks for coming out john brent and garrick smothers check garrick's art out Where's your art at? So it's um, on Instagram. It's uh, g.l.smothers. It's basically my initials. And on Facebook, it'll be my my name, just Garrick L. Smothers. 10934 Southwestern. Uh, that's 109 Jim McMahon and a Walter Payton on the back of that motherfucker. I want to <laughs> thank John Brand for coming out. It's... The brother at the bar is past the drink podcast. 
this, I want to see more brothers at the bar. My name is the is brother at the bar, but my mission and the goal of this podcast is to get more brothers at the bar. Now, if you want to take action on that, you can support this podcast $5 a month. You're just doing, you're helping us out. You're keeping the guests on $10 a month. Guess what? I'm going to mail you out some of this great swag that people like John Brand and other breweries give to me to give out to more other people. So guess what? When you walk into a tap room, you fit in. You feel like you tap filled in. And you can order a speculator with, with your chest. And $25 a month, guess what? Me and my man Jay Rise, we're going to pull up and we're going to have a beer with you. And we're going to talk all type of shit. So thanks again. Pass the drink. Brother at the bar, open outcry, 10934 Western. Thanks.